gone her thinking about that garden yet, she said. I knew there would. That was just the way with me when I first heard about it. Why did he hate it? Mary persisted. Martha tucked her feet under her and made herself quite comfortable. Listen to the wind wuthering round the house, she said. You could bear stand up on the moor if you was out on it tonight. Mary did not know what wuthering meant until she listened, and then she understood. It must mean that hollow, shuddering sort of a roar which rushed round and round the house, as if the giant no one could see were buffeting it and beating at the walls and windows to try to break in. But one knew he could not get in, and somehow it made one feel very safe and warm inside a room with a red coal fire. But why did he hate it so? she asked after she had listened. She intended to know if Martha did. Then Martha gave up her store of knowledge. Mind, she said, Mrs. Medlock said it's not to be talked about. There's lots of things in this place that's not to be talked over. That's Mr. Craven's orders. His troubles are non-servant's business, he says. But for the garden he wouldn't be like he is. No one's never gone in since, and he won't let anyone talk about it. Mary did not ask any more questions. She looked at the red fire and listened to the wind wuthering. It seemed to be wuthering louder than ever. At that moment a very good thing was happening to her. Four good things had happened to her, in fact, since she came to Misselthwaite Manor. She had felt as if she had understood a robin and that he had understood her. She had run in the wind until her blood had grown warm she had been healthily hungry for the first time in her life, and she had found out what it was to be sorry for someone. She was getting on. But as she was listening to the wind, she began to listen to something else. She did not know what it was, because at first she could scarcely distinguish it from the wind itself. It was a curious sound. It seemed almost as if a child were crying somewhere. Sometimes the wind sounded rather like a child crying, but presently Mistress Mary felt quite sure that this sound was inside the house, not outside it. It was far away, but it was inside. She turned round and looked at Martha. Did you hear anyone crying? she said. Martha suddenly looked confused. No, she answered. It's the wind. Sometimes it sounds as if someone was lost on the moor and wailing. It's got all sorts of sounds. But listen, said Mary. It's in the house, down one of those long corridors. And at that very moment, a door must have been opened somewhere downstairs. For a great rushing draught blew along the passage and the door of the room they sat in was blown open with a crash. And as they both jumped to their feet, the light was blown out and the crying sound was swept down the far corridor so that it was to be heard more plainly than ever. There, said Mary. I told you so. It is someone crying and it isn't a grown-up person. Martha ran and shut the door and turned the key. But before she did it, they both heard the sound of a door in some far passage shutting with a bang. And then everything was quiet for even the wind ceased wuthering for a few moments.
It was the wind, said Martha stubbornly. And if it wasn't, it was little Betty Butterworth, the scullery maid. She's had the toothache all day. But something troubled and awkward in her manner made Mistress Mary stare very hard at her. She did not believe she was speaking the truth.